Hello, and welcome back to the Building Stewards podcast. I'm Donovan Brooks, and I get the privilege of leading you on your stewardship journey through education, encouragement, and engagement. When was the last time you had an in-depth and vulnerable talk about money? And what came of that dialogue? I'm going to be referencing the church at large a lot in this episode, but just know I'm also speaking to you because you are a part of the church. We're all part of the body of Christ. So money has been a taboo topic within the church for a very long time, despite being such a substantial part of scripture. You know, you see it referenced hundreds, if not thousands of times. It makes up such a a huge portion of what Jesus would warn about. But when you hear messages of the gospel, we don't hear a proportionate amount of messages dealing with money. So typically the church leadership has avoided this. They typically don't talk about money unless it's directly related to giving or an area that has a direct effect on giving. And and I'm not sure if this is because of the lack of knowledge from church leadership to talk about money or if they don't want to ruffle feathers of their congregation because that would directly affect maybe giving that funds their church's budget. That could also be a reason. But I'm saying I get it. I get that money is complex. You'll never hear me as a financial advisor say that money is not complex, and especially the capacity and relationship that money has in our lives. Very complex. But money's amoral. It doesn't have any morals. You'll never see money corrupt people. You might be thinking, what? But money, people abuse money all the time. Well, we as humans are corrupt. (laughs) You know, whether we're going to have $10,000 to be corrupt with or $100,000 to be corrupt, there's the same amount of corruption that is going on within us. And so money is amoral, but it isn't what feeds the brokenness in our lives. That is is strictly our heart. Um, And money is more evidential, right? Money really reflects like our heart's desires. That's really what it does. And so we have a couple finite resources in our lives that really show what is captivated by our heart. And so time and money are two of those big finite resources. So money is very evidential. It's going to be telling us what, it's gonna tell us the status of our heart. And to kind of tag along with money being so complex, I've always seen money as this gateway idol because it is a gateway to a lot of other things. Money can buy a lot of things. Money can get us a lot of things. And so when we're talking about money, we're also talking about the underlying idols that money gets us closer to. So that is another reason why money in relation to our lives is really complex. And so when you start to put all this together, it's a very heavy topic. It's a very heavy topic for the church to tackle and to present to their congregation and teach on and inform and lead. And it has the ability to ruffle a lot of feathers. It has the ability to step on a lot of toes and the ability to convict a lot of hearts, which is good, right? It's, it's good because it's often this topic that needs to be broached to facilitate a lot of healing and transformation in the lives of Christians, but it gets avoided because it's painful. In the short term, it's painful because of the conflict it's going to cause. It is very abrasive. So money carries such strong emotions, and I'm talking about emotions such as shame, fear, guilt, comparison, control, unhealthy levels of comfort. There's just so many emotions that are tied up into money. And I know this is another reason why it gets avoided so much. I know that 
we often will ignore or avoid these conversations about money because it automatically plunges us into this game of comparison. We love to know how we're doing comparatively to others. There's always kind of this leaderboard typically, well, how are we doing compared to this or that? And so those are kind of just some emotions. Um, I know there's a lot of fear and guilt and shame from past decisions and past scenarios that have happened that people haven't processed fully through. And there's still some healing to be done in that area. But in order to heal, in order for a transformation to happen, we have to be vulnerable enough to talk about it. It needs to be normalized, these discussions. So it's kind of this circular reference where <laughs> something needs to break the pattern that we're in as a church if we're going to find a lot of healing and transformation in this area of money and the relationship that we have with money. So for me, if I'm going to be a little honest, as we talk about emotions, I know money historically has given me a sense of control and power over my circumstances. And that has kind of been the, the, the idol that's replaced Christ in my life. I'm a financial planner, so I love to have things planned. I love to know the variables and how I can turn the knobs and manipulate things to get the outcome that I want and to be kind of in control to reduce the amount of discomfort that I go through. That is a, a big part of kind of my story and how I see money. So for me, it's control and power and that's the idol. That's what money has given way to is, is that idol. So, so I would ask you, what emotions does money make you feel? What emotions does money make you feel? And maybe what events in your life and maybe currently or in the past have just been these scars to your walk that maybe you haven't ever processed through, you, you haven't gotten any healing from. I would ask for you to have some dialogue with yourself or a trusted confidant, small group, you know, whatever your spouse, whatever that is. That's the small step that we can take to begin talking about our relationship with money because it's only once we reflect and have those conversations are we able to take any steps forward in having healing and transformation and making sure money has an appropriate place in our lives. And again, I think there's such an urgency for these conversations because there are countless brothers and sisters in Christ that are very near and proximate to us probably at our church that are having real struggles involving money and the, the subsequent idols stemming from money. But we don't know because it's not talked about. Everyone wants to portray and put their best foot forward and let everyone else know that they have everything under control, that everything's fine, that they're not struggling. This isn't just money. This is all aspects of life, but money definitely falls under this category. But behind that facade, dealing with money, you're gonna probably peel back the layers and see a lot of shame, fear, guilt, you know, comparison, control, unhealthy comfort, like all of the emotions that come with money and our relationship with the money. So if the church is the epicenter for distributing the truth of the gospel, then it needs to not withhold or avoid what it says about money. We know it's there. You know, if you read through the Bible, you read through the entire Bible, if you do your Bible in a year, we see it, we read it, we see what Jesus says about money, we see what God says in the Old Testament about money and the entrappings and enslavings of it. We know it's there. 
but we just kind of glance over it and we don't take the time and do the work to dig in and unearth the value of what that, that scripture says. We don't apply it to us individually. We don't apply it internally to our hearts and how that affects us. So what needs to happen? Like, where, where do we go from here? So, Donovan, you're, you're talking a lot about this. I get it. I can start to put the pieces together. I understand. Well, what needs to happen? Well, we need to be vulnerable about money in our lives. That's where it starts. It starts with us. We need to move the needle as the church individually. Each body part needs to move the needle and being vulnerable. We need to normalize the discussion around money with others. So whether it's with your spouse, with your small group, with other believers um, at your church, whether it's with church leadership, I'm a big proponent of starting proximate. So the people that are directly within your arm's reach, people that you see every week, every day even. But we need to normalize the discussion around money. And if it's being avoided, then we need to petition for it to be talked about. And so this would probably be more so with church leadership. And if we can sit through a year and not hear anything about money, then we need to bring that up to them. You know, why are we talking about money? How come there's no messages and sermons dealing with anything around money? And bring that to the surface. Because remember, sin can only live in darkness. And not that avoiding talking about money is sinful, but in order for that transformation and healing to happen, in order for us to, to flesh out the sin and to starve it per se, is to bring the truth to life and not allow it to live in darkness. So, so we need to bring it to the surface. We need to make sure it's being talked about. We need to give people safe spaces where they can be vulnerable to open up about money. And we need to lead with grace. It's the only way towards healing and transformation. We're not going to get towards that healing and transformation through, through guilt tripping or shaming or any of those other tactics. We need to lead with grace. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, he says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So we are weak. We're going to make mistakes. We're always going to be weak. But the great thing is that Christ is strong through our weakness. He has made, his power is made perfect in our weakness. And his grace is sufficient. And so we need to lead with that mindset of knowing like, hey, there's grace. There's no, there's nothing that we can do that is going to be too much for the grace of God. And through that grace, we can accept the fact that we're weak. And when we accept the fact that we're weak and we accept that the fact there's abundant grace, we can be vulnerable and we can heal and be transformed. And there's something very powerful in that. So anyway, so from here, what can you do? Again, be vulnerable, start talking about money and our experiences around money, maybe our history around money. Digging into the past is a great way to figure out how you've gotten to where you are let's not skip over the reflection and introspection of the past. It's a great way to, to find out and learn a lot about ourselves and why we're here in this current place, whatever that looks like for you in your specific situation. And if your church isn't talking about money, you need to be the bold and courageous one to step up and ask why. You need to be bring some confrontation to church leadership and say, why aren't we talking about money or anything regarding the proximity of money? Like, why isn't it happening? Because your church leadership has a fiduciary duty to shepherd and pastor 
the congregation in an honoring way that is going to bring truth and hope to believers. So, and if they're omitting, if they're avoiding, we need to hold them accountable to the things that they're preaching about or lack thereof. That's what I would encourage you in that regard. Anyway, a heavy, a heavy episode, but we need to start changing the normal. We need to create a new normal around our vulnerability with money, um, with, with one another and talking about it and unearthing, you know, a lot of those emotions and a lot of sin patterns and shame. And, and that's all to say, just for transformation, just to bring glory to Jesus. Yeah, just know that there's so much opportunity. There's such a deficit out there, but with that deficit, there's so much opportunity. And it, it gets me excited to talk about. So anyway, that is what I had to say. And again, I hope you're well. And until next time, the best is yet to come.